Welcome back to Glitter Budget with your hosts, Anjanette and Jess. And in today's episode, we're continuing our Tim Burton series with Mars Attacks. This movie came out in 1996, was directed by Tim Burton, and was written by Jonathan Gems. He did the screenplay. It was right. based off the Topps trading cards. Yeah, Topps trading cards, which is, I, I want to say, well, for us, probably a thing of the past, they're definitely card collectors that are like, yes, tops! Oh, yeah. Remember Pogs? Oh, God, yes. Man. 90s right. were the best. I had a whole collection, like a sweet collection, and uh, one of my good friends at the time, like, moved, and I left him at her house, and they went with her. So she's not a good friend anymore, right? Not, no. Yeah. I was very upset. I can imagine. I, uh, I remember having to explain what Pogs were to someone the other day. Oh. I was like, oh, yeah, remember Pogs? They're like, what the fuck was that? I'm like, <laughs> I, 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 like, my, I'm, I malfunctioned. <laughs> I didn't even know, I didn't even know how. When you actually describe it, it sounds stupid. Oh, no, there was nothing Yeah, they're fantastic about it. It was dumb as hell, but. But they were awesome. Yeah. Like, the best thing ever. So. <laughs> but any who's all. Um. It stars Jack Nicholson. A, a whole slew of people. Yeah, I was surprised. Like when I rewatched it, because I watched it like a bunch when I was a kid. But you know, when you're that age, when you're younger, like stars mean nothing to you. Oh yeah, nothing. So when I rewatched it, I was like, "Holy shit! They have so many goddamn people." They actually wanted to have it have more people in this. Yeah. You know what? Let's before we get to the trivia, though, let's talk about other events. Ah uh, yes, that happened in 1996. It was a busy year. It, it was. I mean, I thought. But especially in August of 1996. I'm sorry. If you can actually see this, I know people that are listening, or they have no clue what the fuck I'm doing. People that are watching, they're like, what is she reaching so awkwardly <laughs> for? Um, but yeah, in August of 1996 was the first three-parent baby was actually conceived in New Jersey oh. by mitochondrial donation. That is pretty cool, though. Yeah. And also, in August of 1996, Queen Elizabeth II issues letters patent on divorced partners, divorced former wives, sorry, of British princes, taking away from the ex-wives the attribute and style of royal highness. So, Princess Diana, Diana of Wales was not known, she would no longer be referenced as your highness. Right. But um, Queen Elizabeth put this into effect a week... <laughs> Conveniently. <laughs> Conveniently. A Itch. week before <laughs> Princess Diana got formally divorced from, um, what's his face? Uh, Charles. Charles, right? right? No, wait. No. Wait. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. It just says the Prince of Wales. Well, I forget what his name is. I thought it was Charles. Dude, I don't fucking know. I knew Diana because she was the most important one. I miss her. Definitely didn't want to get married to her. Why? He was in love with Camila. She was taken by somebody else. Oh, I thought you said you weren't in love with her. No. <laughs> like, how could you not be in love with her? She was amazing. But anyway, um, yeah. So I think it was a little bit like, oh, you're getting divorced, huh? Hmm. Well. <laughs> and just like made sure that they, she... They, these people could no longer be referenced as your royal highness. Yep. A little... Uh, it was a quick jab. 
Yeah. Very passive aggressive jab. You're like, oh, well, you're divorced. Well, you're no longer your highness. Um, uh, just picture anyway. her saying that like that, but with a martini and her little corgi in her lap. Oh my God, yes! And the corgi would be like, <laughs> 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 but um, also Osama bin Laden writes the Declaration of Jihad on the Americans occupying the country of the two sacred places, a call for the removal of American military forces from Saudi Arabia. We all know how that. Yeah. Went. So, yeah. Can't say we weren't warned. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> say say what you want to say, but... Wasn't hmm. like we shouldn't have seen this coming. Yeah. Oh, whale. But, Anyways. back to the movie. Yeah. So, there are a whole slew of people in this movie, like... The opening credits just kept going. Right? So I forgot that Natalie Portman was in it. Yes. And Jack Black. Right? Like a hot second. Like, yeah, this is true. But Jack Nicholson, Glenn Close, um, Michael J. Fox, which was the last movie that he was in. Yeah. I think he'd, he'd done television stuff afterwards. He'd done. But he'd done. He had done. <laughs> Not, he done did it. <laughs> he done did some television shit after that. Some voiceover. Yeah, and that that's what he done did. Sorry. <laughs> but speaking of the hillbillies, I thought that there were a lot of different stereotypes in this movie. There really was, though. Like, oh boy, there are some things you can't do now that they did in that movie. Like when they had um, that one kind of androgynous person stand up and be like, do you think that they have two sexes like we do? Oh, yeah. But they almost had like a weird, like computer generated voice. Yeah. I'm like, it almost like, I feel like it like purposely didn't match the way that he looked. Or she looked. Don't assume they're Jenner. Jenner? Like, how? <laughs> We're having a rough go with things. Bear with us. Gender, not like Jenner. <laughs> That's not. I wasn't being that asshole. <laughs> okay, I was not. I believe you, only because we've both been like royally screwing up. This has been all day. The third or fourth take that we've tried to record this episode. I want to say the fourth. It took us a good twenty minutes to get our shit together to start recording. Yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, any good podcaster would have stopped it at this point and started over again, but we're not going to do that. Oh, no. <laughs> Guys, you're just going to... This is this is what you get. This is why you subscribe to Glitter Budget. Um, so, you're welcome <laughs> for this. <laughs> anyway, back to the... Ca- Can we get on topic? Gosh. Wow. <laughs> Who else would you like to mention in the cast? There, um, Lucas Haas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lucas Haas was, when I saw them, that name, I was like, why? Is that so familiar? And then I saw him in his ears, and I was like, there you go. That's what that was. And there were a lot of, like, kind of like a, a Tim Burton trademark is to reuse people that he's had in previous movies that he's done. Yeah. 
not he done did, but that he has, he has done. done. Yes. And um, Olan, oh God, I forget her freaking name, but she was in Edward Scissorhands as one of the she was neighbors. She like was a religious neighbor, right? Was she? Or I, I thought that she so. was like the um, the bigger lady. One of the gossipy neighbors. Not the one that like tries to rape Edward, but the other one. I don't know. I thought it was this uber-religious girl. I don't know. Whatever. She was in Edward Scissorhands. And, um, oh my God, who else was in other movies? Why do we record? I don't know. Jesus. Anyway, back to this movie. As I know um, Jack Nicholson was so excited, though, to work with Tim Burton again, that when Tim Burton was like, hey doing this movie do you want to do it he was just like yes do you want to read the script no don't care he just wanted to do it and what they were going to do because jack nicholson actually played two different characters he played the president of the united states and he played like this really like I thought that was him like an asshole guy that's trying to open up this casino hotel thing yeah and i, I was thinking the same thing i was like that guy looks like jack nicholson but he also doesn't at the same time. I feel like it was it's the smile and almost like the, the teeth and like the voice. Yeah, I was like bit. that had to be like that has to be Jack Nicholson. And then when I was looking in the credits, I was like, Oh my god, that was fucking Jack Nicholson. But they were going to have Art Land, the the guy that is trying to do like the hotel and everything. That was originally gonna be played by Michael Keaton. Oh, uh, that would have been really good too. Yeah. But uh I don't know what Keaton went off and did, but it that didn't end up happening. So Jack Nicholson played both characters. And this is, I think, the only movie that Jack Nicholson plays the president. Yeah, it is. Yeah, which is probably, it's more believe it's not that believable that he would be the president at all. Except with our current circumstances. I would totally vote for Jack Nicholson. Over literally oh. anyone else? Yeah. Or over the Cheeto. Over the Cheeto. Obviously. Yeah. Obvi- obviously. <laughs> uh, but I yeah. thought that was really cool, though. I, th- I thought it was great that he enjoyed playing the Joker and working with Tim Burton so much that he was just like, I don't give a shit. What do you want me to do? Play two characters? Die as both characters? Fantastic. <laughs> it was actually, Tim Burton was um, specifically told that he could not kill off Jack Nicholson's character. So what he went and did was cast Jack Nicholson as two different characters and killed them both off. Yes. Which I love. Yeah, he's just like, fuck <laughs> you. I'm going to do it. I don't care. And the, um, so the little, we, we have this little letterboard thing here that uh, if you're watching, you can see it. But if you're listening, then obviously you can't. But use your imagination. We, yeah, use it. Standard letterboard. But we are going to be putting our titles or a quote from the movie or whatever we're doing and and this one we have ack ack yeah. which is that's wh- how the martians talked it was like ack 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 and they didn't know how they wanted the martians to talk so in the script all they wrote was ack 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 and then they just kept it yeah. instead of figuring out a little martian language for them to speak i loved it though like i feel like it made it like it made it that much funnier yeah i re- <laughs> i seriously i remember watching this when it came out and this is the first time I've watched it since then. So it's been, what, 14 years? Yeah. No. 24? 24. 20? 24 years? 20-some Twi- years. How 
Wow. I still think that the 90s. Yeah. I wow. wish. No. Nope. I'm trying to think. My sister's 27. She's born 92. <laughs> <laughs> Over 20 years ago. So that was 24 years ago that this movie came out. So it's been about two decades since I've seen this movie. And it is bizarre. It's <sighs> fucking bizarre. Pierce? I don't know. I liked it. Like, I didn't find it bizarre at all. And I thought it was hilarious that, you know, you had the one military guy that was just like, no come, no come now. Yeah. And he- everybody else was like, well, come in peace. Maybe there's a cultural misunderstanding that, like, they completely yeah. opened fire. Like, maybe they misjudged the bird. Yeah, maybe, like, maybe it does mean war, not peace. And then when they just go and fucking kill someone else, they're like, well, wasn't the dove. <laughs> but, yeah, that guy was, like, constantly frustrated throughout the entire thing. And, like, every time he was just like, oh. <laughs> I, I loved how, like, Glenn Close's character was just, like, just murder them, kill them all. And he's just like, see? Do you see? <laughs> and then they went to someone else and they're like, yeah, no, you can't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just thought it was funny, though, because I feel like that's not a stance that we would take now. Nuke them or welcome them? Welcome them. Oh, God, no. Like, I feel like we would welcome them. Kind of like, like how the Martians w- were like, they were carrying around, they, were, they had a little computer that would translate. <laughs> we come in peace. Yeah. So they were, they're chasing people down, killing them. But using the little translator to say, we come in peace. It's like, yeah, that's that's essentially what we would be doing. Yes. I would, I think, anyway. Uh, but I like how, um, you never time, like, they vaporize somebody, which I guess, like, had to be pulled back. I guess originally, like, their ray guns, they wanted them to, like, oh, you do know, all sorts yeah, of shit. Yeah, blow off limbs, huge, put, like, huge holes in people and stuff. But they were like, yeah, we don't want to rate it our, like, ratings like pull it pull it back in yeah so people were just basically vaporized and they were either green skeletons or red skeletons Mm -hmm. and i guess originally it was supposed to have like a christmas release so that was one of the reasons why they had the colors and then this those colored skeletons were originally put in beetlejuice yeah so if you're watching beetlejuice when um barbara and brad why am i forgetting his name no no it was was like abcd adam Um, Adam. When Barbara and Adam are, are talking with Juno in the background, you can see people like basically watching the movie with you, mm-hmm. and there are green and red skeletons there. So, which I think that's a better explanation than oh, it was for a Christmas release. That's what Burton said. No, I know, but that's dumb. It is like no offense, Tim Burton. That's dumb, and I love. Okay, so it's kind of funny that no matter who. Tim Burton's girlfriend in is at the time she's going to be in the movie, so to some extent, um, yeah. What was her name? Something Marie. Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie was Tim Burton's girlfriend at the time. I think she was the legs in yeah, Beetlejuice. Yeah. So she was the legs that Beetlejuice fondles up at the end of the that movie. She is the Martian girl. In this movie, who like her costume didn't have any kind of openings, closures, whatever. She had to be sewn into that costume. I thought was insane because it's like why such do a all small of these women get they they're just put into these torture devices 
vacuum sealed. Yeah, vacuum sewn sealed, in. sewn in, whatever. But like, it wasn't a pit. Wasn't necessarily like a huge roll. Yeah. So you know what I mean? It's like why go through all this trouble for like what a five minute scene? Mm-hmm. It was pretty iconic though. Like that's yeah. that scene stood out more than anything. I think for for me when I was watching it now, like I got a little overwhelmed with how many characters there were. Yeah. That you ha- and they wanted more people. Not like what, like sixty? I think. Close yeah. To it. Yeah. They wanted like all of these people, and I'm like, guys, you gotta like. Even the people that you had now, it was, like, a little bit too much. But I swear to God, if Byron hadn't made it, I would have said, fuck the show. Oh, fuck it. I'm not done. I'm done. I know. Uh. And um, Tom Jones. That was awesome. I thought it was, it was like, amazing how he just, like, approached them backstage at a show. And she's like, hey, you want to be in my movie? He was like, sure. Yeah. Hey, girls, you want to be in my movie? Or in this movie? Yeah. Sweet. Sure. Yeah. Let's get it. So that was cute. But then they ended up getting killed by the Martians. But... <laughs> Tom Jones made it, and then they wound up. I wanted okay. The end of the movie, when they go to those fucking weird ass caves. Yeah. Where did the ferret come from? I don't know. Because it was random. That's a domesticated ferret. You ain't gonna find those. No. I I can believe the squirrels. I can believe the deer. I can believe the fucking birds that they found. Ferret? No. No. That's that took me. R- that took me right out of the movie. Yeah. My suspension of disbelief is just done. I can't. So it didn't. It didn't get you when they switched the heads. That that did it too. It was a little. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. I was, but part of it, like storytelling wise, some of it was a little confusing. Like because again, there were so many characters that they couldn't develop them enough. Like, I feel like Byron, they developed well enough where you cared whether or not at least i cared whether or not he lived or died yeah but with some of the other ones i feel like some of the other ones i most i feel like a good chunk of them ended up dying anyway yeah you know what i mean so i feel like those characters in particular they made so over the top mm-hmm. that you like you got a quick feel for them and most of them like you didn't really care if they lived or died yeah you know like glenn close's characters first lady was just so like overwhelmed with redecorating and yeah and her daughter's just like I just leave it the way that they wanted. She was like so appalled by it that at the end she gets killed by the chandelier. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I a Roosevelt chandelier. That was oh my god, and the press secretary. Thank God he went. Oh yeah, he was such a creeper. Yeah, yeah, he was. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. So those were know, some like good-looking prostitutes, though. That was also not believable, right? I was like. If they're in D.C., yeah, they're not looking that good. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but they're not. No, not especially not in that section of D.C. And then I'm like, is that like a part of like the appeal to you? You know what I mean? Like the risk of like picking like up a hooker on the street, like get a call girl. Yeah, like you got the money. Yeah, you do, because you flaunt it, and like it's it's not like. Like, are you just assuming that the prostitutes don't know who you are? Uh, that too. That's what I mean. Like, I'm because wondering literally if that's like some of the thrill of it. Li- I just most people, I'm assuming who are of age would know who you are. Yeah. So, I don't know, but no, as yes, yeah, so I feel like a lot of the characters who ended up like dying off and dying off pretty quick. You know, like the other character that Jack Nicholson plays was like such a tool. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like trying to p- trying to pitch his hotel as like the Martians are attacking, and he's like already half lit, and everyone around the table is like, um, um, uh, I think we, I think, I think we should stop. And he's like, I'm almost finished here. It's like, oh, five Jesus. more minutes. Yeah. But I, I like though how um when they were filming that scene when they the Martians like shoot up the hotel or whatever and they pan out to outside and you see it falling like that was real. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was scheduled that particular building was scheduled to be um demolished. So Tim Burton was just like, cool, I'm just run over here and film this real quick. We're gonna put yeah. it in my movie. Um, but I guess that hotel was owned by um Howard Hughes. Yes. Oh Hughes. And now it's a parking lot. Yeah, that made me sad. Pave paradise and put up a parking <laughs> lot. Mm, Why am I like this? I don't know. If we can riddle me that. I have no answers. Part of our breakdown earlier was that um, I kept singing Return of the Bat instead of Return of the Mac. But I blame Jess for that because our previous episode... Once you listen to this, you'll have already listened or at least heard. You better be listening to the previous episodes. Um, that one is called Return of the Bat because we talked about Batman Returns. Yes. So since we did that episode, I've had that song stuck in my head. With those particular words. Yes. So then I sound like a fucking lunatic when I sing it in front of people. And they're like, <laughs> do you, you know, I, do you, and they just let me go because they think that I'm someone that just likes to talk to herself. Sing to herself. Well, you do, you know, though. I do. I do. Just l- leave me in my padded room alone, okay, <laughs> with my nice white jacket. <laughs> anyway, um, other tidbits about this movie that I'm blanking on completely? Yeah, I got nothing. So. We weren't ready. I'm sorry. We were not. But. Um, I feel like I was going into it, and then we started, and I. <gasps> oh, no, no. Howard Stern. Oh, Very yes. good tidbit about this. So this movie um, was based off of, like we said, the Topps trading cards. And it was supposed to, it's an original concept. Howard Stern watched this movie when it had come out on VHS. Because I don't think DVDs were a thing back then. So it came out to um, VHS. He watched it and he's like... Wow, this is like a stunning resemblance to a segment that he had he'd done back in he had done back in the eighties, yeah. like the early eighties, <laughs> which was Slim Whitman essentially like using his music to kill midgets from Martian Marsh Martian Martian midgets Mars little people <laughs> Martians Martians midget Martians. He put they put midget in the title. They I don't did. know. I don't remember the title of the segment, but it was the premise of this movie, which is like what ends up killing the Martians in this movie is the music from a country singer called Slim Whitman. Yeah, and he does a lot of yodeling. That's so bad. It is, but um, so Howard Stern ended up re-airing that segment as proof. And then later on, like years later, Howard Stern had Tim Burton on his show and he was like, hey, you know, I had this segment and then lists the title of the segment, which is like the plot of this movie. And all Tim Burton had to say was, wow, you should have sued me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know how that ended up playing out, 
but it's kind of I don't know. Someone, the guy who wrote the screenplay, must have listened to that segment. It was like, hey, this is fucking great. I don't it's well, too much of a coincidence yeah. to be like. I know. So according according to him, like it was you know the characters, like the idea was based off of that the tops trading cards. But then I guess there was also like you know like bubblegum that went with it or whatever, where the, like the story was in. So I guess oh, yeah, the guy it was on the backs of the yeah, cards. Yeah. So I yeah. guess um the guy who was doing the the screenplay didn't realize that and wrote like a good chunk of it like just as Hurt's original material. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't though. Yeah. Maybe it was actually Howard Stern. But like, honestly, I want to know like how much of a coincidence is it right. that it's Slim Whitman, his music killing Martians? Like that's kind of. Yeah, it's a little. The bit. odds That's of very them specific. The odds of them both having that same idea independently. Mm. Slim Whitman to none. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, the lady who played the grandma. This was her last, like, feature film that she was in. I think she had done, had done. <sighs> Had done TV after this. Yeah, so her I am saying he'd done. Or I know, she'd done. but it's just. I'm not. I know how to speak good, damn it. I know. You speak better than I do. I really don't have no room. <laughs> oh, lady, you've opened the floodgates. I'm going to come for you. <laughs> um, yeah, but her and Michael J. Fox, they both, it was her both. What? It was the last time. <laughs> Their last movie. Oh, oh, weary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it was the last God. movie they had done. After that, it was all television. Yeah. And then, uh, unfortunately, she had passed away, I think, a few years later. And then Michael J. Fox ended up uh, being diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Yeah. So I think until he got that kind of under control, did he do like TV stuff? Yeah, it took a while. Yeah, was he? He was in. He ended up being in Scrubs, like an episode of Scrubs, right? Yeah, and then I think he was in uh, Rescue Me for a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say Ladder Forty Nine. I was like, that's a movie. It is a movie. I saw that once upon a time. Yeah, same. I have no idea. I don't remember any of it. I remember the ladder company number, which <laughs> is 49. <laughs> Other than that, I have no recollection of that movie. But that was based off of real events. Yes. Which I remember vaguely from that time, but in, you know, shoot to what I can recollect now, which is Slim Whitman to none. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap this episode up. <laughs> Yeah, we're done. We're <laughs> done here. We're sorry. Do you know where you can find Mars Attacks to stream? Because we don't. You can't find it. You, <laughs> I had to rent it. Sam, he had to he had to rant it. Rant it. He had to rant it. He had to rent it from the cable box. Guys, <laughs> I apologize for this episode profusely. <laughs> you can rent Mars Attacks. From your cable provider. Yes. Um, because it is not on any streaming services no. that we could find. No. You can also 
Find all of our, our heaven. <laughs> if you like our vibe, please like and subscribe. All of our social medias are in the description box down below. And we'll catch you on our next, next <laughs> episode. Okay? Final thoughts? No? no. That's it? Yep. All right. We're we'll done. catch you later. Bye-bye.